Hello everyone and welcome to the Crafty Crew podcast. My name is Kinger. Am I going to have to say Big Juicy every week? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of How are the people going to know who you are? Yeah, fair. My name is Kinger or Big Juicy and as always I'm joined by Mark. Guten Abend. By Nally. Buenas noches. <laughs> and by Walshy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, English. It's English. Walshie. It's English. That's, it's English. A, that's exactly I'm gonna, what you I'm going to guess when American. They, when, when they come at you, Walshy. Yeah, and, I, and I had one on everything. Is it American? Fucking. <laughs> and you fucking, what? One or two little five minute bits I have in the entire episode, and you take it away from me. Just phasing You're out, some man. bastards. Just phasing you out. <laughs> what was it? What was yours, Walshy? Go on. What, what was it? What had you, Walshy? Ciao, Ragazzi. Ciao Ragazzi. Ciao, Italian. Oh, Italian. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ciao Ragazzi. But you, you nice. didn't do the hands. Uh, <laughs> you ruined it for me. I was fully invested in everything. I had like a fake moustache hair beside me and everything. <laughs> Very quickly, lads, this week was exciting. Very quickly, this week was exciting for us as we kicked off our first ever Crafty Crew NFL Fantasy League. Um, give us a quick 10 out of 10 rating for our out of 10 rating for your, each of your teams. How you feel you did? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the A rating I got from myself and also from the NFL website. So I'm going to say A plus for me. Nice, nice. Nally? Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know if there's a point. It's on a different scale to your teams. So I don't know if there's much point rating it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I got a B, so... They generally don't go below F, B, do so... they, Nally? The ratings generally don't go below <laughs> NG is a great... NG is a rating, Mark. How dare you? <laughs> I got a B uh, from 10th pick, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, I got a B plus. I thought maybe better. I think that tight end might hurt me. Where? It's questionable. <laughs> but I have made changes already. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's hard, to, it's hard to really tell going into the first week. But we'll see how it goes. This week we are in uh, Donegal and Derry. So uh, let's see... Nally, tell us about uh, Heaney, will you? Yeah, so Heaney, it's uh, it's based in, in Derry. It's a family farm. Uh, it's actually a family farm um, of Seamus Heaney. His dad owned it, so Seamus Heaney the poet. Um, it's his family farm, and it's his uh, niece and her husband that set up this brewery. So they got permission to set it up in 2018. They set it up on the farm itself. Uh, the, they set it up, I think it was around October or so in, in 2018, um, they set up the microbrewery. So the farmhouse itself, you know, they have, it's on a good bit of land or whatever, but it's where Seamus Heaney got, got a lot of his inspiration for his poems and stuff, which is, you know, it's pretty cool. Fair play. I think he was the poet laureate for one stage, and I think, did he win a Nobel Prize for it? But anyway, I could be wrong, but I think he did. It was either him or Kavanaugh, but one of them won a Nobel Prize for it. Um, someone can fact check while I'm still shiting on. <laughs> but uh, what they did was they set up the Mark's brewery already they have a small range of beers at the minute however it is you know they do some specials and they do some seasonals everything just shit the bed there for a second sorry uh, yeah they do a small range of beers but they do some seasonals and they do some special releases um, which are pretty cool so some of the some of the core range consists of like red stout or red ales stouts uh, they have, what else? They have pale ales, blondes, West Coast, and a New England. And this one we're trying today is their double pale ale, which uh, I'm actually really looking forward to. So I am. I think it'll be pretty good. But they have some really interesting specials out. So they have the cans are all pretty cool. Some of the special ones. Um, they had one. It's called uh, Digital Leash, which sounds like it would be unreal. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was a dry hopped uh, IPA and it sounds like it would be unreal if I can find it anywhere. Um, Walsh, I think it's one you should um, definitely, definitely try and get your hands on. But uh, apart from that, there's not a whole lot of information out. There's not a whole lot of further information on them. They're just kind of, they're kind of new to the market. They're getting settled in. Um, their core range of beers look like they're pretty promising, look like they're pretty solid. If this one goes well today, I feel like I'll definitely have to try the rest of them. Uh, the cans themselves are, you know, they're pretty plain. It's just a basic enough can with a label on it. And like most of them, the labels just change depending on the beer. But 
the labels remember last week we had the boundary brewing and we were kind of commenting on the feel of the label this is similar enough it's kind of a bit textured which is i think it's a nice it's a nice touch it's just something that's a little bit different but uh i think it's pretty cool uh do you get to check up on that mark was i right or wrong about any of those lads oh no sorry i I wasn't i wasn't there googling Uh, (laughs) i'm pretty sure i'm I'm pretty sure kavanaugh did win a, a nobel prize but uh, I don't know if Heaney did or didn't. I'm going to say I'm right, just because it's easier for me to say that. <laughs> Turns out I am. Yeah. Hey. Yup. Hey. 1995, Nobel, Peace, Nobel Prize for Literature. Come on. Come on, secondary school English. Right in there. <laughs> Useless information. A uh, bit of speed Googling while you're talking as well is always very impressive, Nelly. Um Yeah. Uh. I try. <laughs> Walshy, for the love of God, what are you going to tell us about Derry? Right. As as Mark stated, I think it was two weeks ago, that I want to, I, I try to make everything about myself. So I'm going to bring this around to myself in some way. So there's a bit of a <laughs> bit of reaching behind this, all right? So as you know, Derry sounds like ferry, right? Ferry is another word for a boat. A famous boat is the Titanic which was also turned into a movie, which starred Leonardo DiCaprio, who was born in 1974, which happened to be the same year that Penn and Teller met, who were well-known magicians. And as we know, magicians are very well-known for making things disappear. And working in the public eye in the last 18 months, I can safely say there's a lot of people in this world that I would love to make disappear. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't say I didn't do any research because there's a, there was a lot of yeah yeah before going back yeah. and forth here between a lot of shite. But just the bit at the end. No, leave like, it alone, Mark. Leave it alone. Like leave it alone. In on the, just leave uh, it alone. The, no, leave it alone. The threats you're making to nobody in particular. Um. No, no, just just everybody. You you work in Duns during a pandemic. You will want to do the exact same thing. Oh, customers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. You you didn't say the retail industry. I thought, I didn't know what you meant. Oh, okay. Working in the public eye is kind of, okay. I think I think your definition of public eye and everyone else's definition of the public eye is different, I'd say. (laughs) I think that's where the confusion is. (laughs) Like, you you worked among the public, not in the public eye. I think someone who works in the public eye, like, works... Oh, like like, celebrities and stuff. It's kind of yeah. a celebrity or like well known, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I might as well be a celebrity at this stage, but you know, I didn't want to. <laughs> it's like honestly, it's like the worst game of Chinese whispers that someone's having with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy. I enjoy throwing that together, though. I I would absolutely uh, I would absolutely say that you did yeah. uh, enjoy that. Uh, right, Mark uh, Kenny Gare, what have you got for us? So. Kinnegar, for me, there's a few breweries in the country that are like synonymous with excellent craft beer. And Kinnegar are one of those. Okay, they're right up there. You know, they're really, really um, established craft beer, craft brewery at this point. However, they're not that old. It's actually their 10th birthday this year. So they're established in 2011 in a little pilot facility by uh, two people, Libby Carton and Rick Levert. Okay, so their original beers were Lime Burner and Devil's Backbone. Then in 2013, they moved to uh, a kind of purpose-built facility. And then in 2017, they expanded again. So they kind of have this little cool thing where K1 is their first expanded brewery. K2 is their current brewery. And pre-K1 is their original, you know, pilot brewery, which is, I think, is a nice little little way of Hmm. splitting up their lifetime. Uh, So they're based in Donegal. They have, like... Like a quite a wide range of beers now at the nowadays. They've a very big core range and they do do seasonals. Um their name is quite interesting. So the brewery is right beside Kinnegar Beach. Um and Kinnegar comes from the beach name comes from uh an Anglicization of the word Conicare, which means uh rabbit warren in Irish, and derives from Conine, which is the Irish for rabbit. So you know like the word Coney meaning rabbit, that's where that comes from. So uh, if Kinnegar means rabbit, right, you'll notice that almost all of their cans have uh, hairs fighting on it. So like Thumper, I guess Big Bunny is a, is a rabbit, but the one we have today, Mary Tiller, has a load of uh, rabbits 
you know, failing to cut the grass, I suppose. Or, what? sorry, they're harvesting carrots in the most unusual way. One of them has a hammer. I don't know why he has that, but anyway, they do look like hares. So they say people ask us about the bunnies all the time. Um, they reckon that they're hares, but they're, a friend of the brewery, Dermot Flynn, is their creative illustration collaborator, is what they call him. So the man who draws the pictures. Um, and he didn't uh, have any physiological guidelines for any of his work. So, you know, it's it's really on the brewery there that there's ambiguity. But uh, you know what? They're fun designs. And the most fun part of their designs is, I don't know if you're familiar with Rust Bucket, the beer. So Rust Bucket yeah, yes. was the name of, <laughs> this is like, this is so, it's a bit sad after you read the whole thing, right? But it's very cute. So Rust Bucket, Black Bucket, anywhere there's a bucket in their name, it means they've been using rye malt. Okay, so if you see any of their beers with bucket in the name, it's rye malt or red crystal rye. Um, It's named after an Irish terrier they had called Rust Bucket or Rusty, it's what everyone calls them. And he was just like, uh, it's hard to get a good picture of it, but he was like a real troublemaker. He was stubborn, he was tenacious. Um, and unfortunately, he passed away around the time they were making their first rye beer. So they kind of decided to name the beer. It was it was a stubborn, troublesome beer to brew. So they decided to name it after him. And so you'll see Rusty is on the Rust Bucket flying a plane. And Rusty also oh, makes yeah. appearances on some other cans. Yeah. I don't think he's on the one today. No, but he's on. I think he's uh, he's on a few of them. So the Bucket and Spade one. We, we tried in this podcast during our Black IPA episode. Uh, we had a debate about what it was getting in a bin. It was something in a black bin. Um, and it's, oh, was we, it, was I, it? I think we confirmed. Yeah, it was. And I think we confirmed it was definitely, according to Walter, a dragon. So yeah. It was a dragon. Yeah. Yes, I think that was, that's what we landed on, dragon, yeah. We did land on dragon, but there's the um, controversial conspiracy theory that maybe it was rusty as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, they have uh, they're a really good brewery with a very good history and a very good reputation in Ireland that they've established over a long time. Um, so yeah, they're you know, there's not too much to say about them other than I can't wait to try this. Uh, one cool thing actually, they do do tours of their brewery, which a lot of places do. But one thing they do that I haven't seen uh, very often is they have a brew academy. So you can go and do like a two-day course where they'll teach you about brewing and how to home brew and the kind of theory behind brewing and stuff, which is very cool. And I'm a very, very amateur home brewer myself. So that's the kind of thing I'd be really interested in doing, to kind of learn more and and see if I'd be interested in expanding or, or doing more complicated things. Yeah, so that's Kinnegar Brewing. So when are we going on that course? I was going to I say, mean, there's a, <laughs> is that a, a little holiday for the Crafty Crew boys? <laughs> two-day course we'll, we'll chalk that up and we'll can they hear my listen and, and they might extend an old in, invitation all I'll, all I'll say Walshie is like the four bad kids <clears throat> in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory it would only be a matter of time before we all wandered off into different rooms stealing their <laughs> beer <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with the range I'd probably that be the one that would get feel... sucked up in the, the beer I'd fall into the tank <laughs> <laughs> What did you find out about Donegal? Will, will you tell us? So, I I personally think we deserve credit for Kinnegar. And let me break it down why I think why. Right? Whoa, hang on now. When you say we and deserve credit, do you mean the Crafty Crew podcast? Yes. Or the Irish population in, in general? A little bit of both. I'm, I've, I've, I've all of a sudden got very nervous. Go on. And- and just just before you go, hold on. Do, by deserve credit, do you mean have nothing to do with it at all? No credit whatsoever. Yeah, yeah okay, that's fine. Just check. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, it's just. So as we know, we've established Kenny Garris in Donegal, and a famous Irish goalkeeper, Shea Given, is from Donegal, who played for the Irish team. And as people know, we are Irish. I feel like this is going in the same direction as the last one. Absolutely, it's a hundred percent going yeah, in the same direction. Yeah, it was yeah. a quick throw together, not as as um, as ma- imaginative as the last one. But um, coming back to that, as as we are Irish, I think we all deserve partial credit since it all comes together. I would also like to t- to claim um, part of uh, 
Katie Taylor's world boxing titles as being a fellow Irish person. So, you know. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. I want a belt, Katie. <laughs> Send me my belt. You have yeah. enough. Share them. <laughs> Don't be mean. Jesus, oh, we're 14 episodes in and I've only realised that we should have named this uh, Walchie's Whispers just because it's the ramblings of a madman and it's just like, <laughs> oh God. Okay, um, thanks for that, Walchie. Uh, no should, we, should we move on to the first beer of the week? Are, are we starting with Heaney's Double Pale Ale? Yeah, let's get into us the fuck. Okay, crack them open. Am I right in saying Seamus Heaney read this big long poem at the inauguration of Michael D. Higgins? I have a feeling he did. I think you're right, but I'm not certain. However, my Googling skills might find out. (laughs) Well, I have to say this has a lovely, typical pale ale-y kind of smell off of it. You can really get the dry hops and the initial aroma. Gorgeous smell off that. Gorgeous smell. Just a quick one as well. I was talking about their core range. They have a beer that I found on it that I need to try. It was an Irish white ale. I've just I never heard of it. I've seen that earlier. I was looking it up. Yeah, just never heard of one. Uh, that is a beautiful smell on beer, lads. And a nice, I love that it's poured like with a lovely kind of very typical head as well. I was going to say, and, and I've said before um, about cans that kind of are a bit more decorative they kind of stand out and this these aren't like full labels they're kind of i know triangled at the top it doesn't take up the full can but the simplicity of it is actually quite nice which is kind of very different to what i've stated before but maybe that's because it's not a full label that goes wraps the whole way around the can it still kind of stands out this uh this might be just you know me having a guess but the kind of shape of the label does remind me of like a barn you know like the triangular peak and it's a farm, mm. a farm come from a, a family farm. So maybe, maybe that's it. Just a guess. Might be wrong. That makes as much sense as anything. Um, interestingly enough, so like 90% of cans we drink, sometimes they'll give you the hops they use or the yeast, which Nally is a big fan of. They don't in this case. But even when we do get the ingredients and they do state the hops or yeast, it's still barley, wheat, hops, yeast. And maybe they say water as well. Right. This has yeah. barley, wheat and oats. Uh, interestingly enough. So I'm kind of expecting a nice, like, oaty finish to it. Yeah, so a lot of the time when we get those uh, those beers that have the oats in it, they tend to be that little bit smoother. Um, it's just something about the oats and the brewing process. They kind of round out a beer and make it just less kind of sharp. Uh, a good example is the uh, Dead Centre's Marooned. Uh, that's an oat IPA. So that's actually pretty mm. good for it. And then a lot of them are like oatmeal stouts and things like that as well. They're pretty rounded out stouts, which is where you kind of see it a lot more often than just in the beers. But yeah, I, mm. I, I like them when they're in there. I think it gives it a good, really good mouthfeel, so it does. Um, kind of soft, kind of softens it out or something, which I think okay. is really good. Uh, the... Color-wise, color wise, it's like, you know, fairly standard pale ale color. It's not really... It's not very different. It's just your typical kind of golden pale ale, I would say. My my wadi kind of a lime, you know, as you enter to the water. Is your can is your is your can okay? Yeah, is lime. <laughs> what? No, but you know, like my wadi or Robinson, mine is kind of you know, maybe it's because it's the light that's shining through that looks kind of like a a very light hazy yellow. So that that would be yeah. orange, like that would be like an, an orange drink. Have you mixed up your fruits again, Walshy? Oh, you see, yeah, no, it's definitely the light. <laughs> it's quite hazy as well isn't it yeah so when when you first pour it there is kind of like a, a haze that goes down through it the protein haze or something it's just going down through it which you know i i think is always a nice little thing to see it settles out pretty quick after you've had a mouthful or two um that that haze mm. kind of this you know that it just completely is hazy then it's not like a trail that you can see through it anymore it's just all into one but it's you know it's pretty light in color um the smell is really good. The smell lasts for a while. And then on the mouthfeel, it's super soft-like. Mm. Yeah, that oaty smoothiness you were talking about, Nally, you really get that with it, don't you? As well as a nice little sharp bite of carbonation at the front end, I find, too, which is quite nice. Yeah, and at the end, it's the bitterness of the hops kind of hit you right at the end in the back of the mouth, which is class. It's exactly what I, it's what I really like in a beer. 
So it's got that smooth. The carbonation just at the start, it's got the smoothness the whole way through, and then at the end, it's got the bitterness of the hops. It's um, it's quite nice. Like we're we're recording today, it's it's quite warm. Um, it's it's quite a refreshing beer. Like it's quite a, there's quite a floral like a floral taste on on that as well, right? Yeah, definitely getting that like some floral notes, kind of more west coasty piney floral, like a resiny yeah. floraliness, but it is a. Uh, surprisingly kind of refreshing because with a pale ale you're kind of yeah. thinking it's a more not that it's not refreshing but it's a more kind of standard little bit juicy kind of beer um a little bit yeah. heavier yeah. so this kind of is a, is quite nice that it is so refreshing yeah definitely i'm enjoying watching all the bubbles rise to the top <laughs> i feel like at this point walt checked out now he's just he's just enjoying watching the bubbles i've, I've had i've had i had my moment in the sun <laughs> no, but it's kind of um, no. It's just the carbonations and all the bubbles rising. My like mine is very, it's like flying up. It's nearly like lava lamp or, or something kind of style. It's it's kind of really cool to just see it, but it's it's beautiful. It's actually really really nice, and no more than what you said. Smooth, very refreshing. Really helps in the fact the heat that we have right now. It's uh, it's going down very well. I'm 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 really surprised by how refreshing it is. I, I was expecting something a bit more. Mm, Maybe a bit more bitter for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. I was I was kind of nervous on the double part of it. Now, now I wasn't expecting double IPA kind of standards, but double pale ale. I was kind of expecting something maybe a bit more. I don't know, harsh. Maybe I don't know if that's the right term. So this is only five point zero percent ABV. So I'm assuming the double in this case may refer to a double dry hop, as opposed to. Any yeah. alcohol content. Yeah, it actually says it at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, it is. I think. I think you've. I, think, I didn't cop that. I think you've nailed it, Mark. Yeah, definitely. I reckon that's what it is more so than the the, the upped alcohol content that we normally see. But uh, yeah, it's pretty. Do you mean? Do you mean like what it says on 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 the can? Is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a full on Ron seal. It's a full on Ron seal. So it is. <laughs> oh, I'm so smart. Look at me. I'm a professional craft beer reviewer. I can read a can. <laughs> That's what most of us are doing. To be fair, um, yeah, yeah. Let's not lie. <laughs> this one has this one this one this one has surprised me. I have to say, um, I'm an awful I'm an awful fecker for judging a book by a cover. So like going on by the can design, I wasn't expecting to like this. Um, I don't know why, but uh, that was my gut instinct. But um, it's it's this is it's a quality beer so far. Hopefully, it'll kind of go the distance and, and be nice and um, consistent it'll be consistent the whole whole way through you know Kinger that whole um, fan of judging a book by its colour is that why ever since we started calling you Big Juicy you've been wearing that uh, Innocent Smoothie t-shirt is it? no uh, that's just didn't matter we'll just cut it yeah we'll just cut that or I can leave it in or leave it in <laughs> <laughs> I mean you left you left in the one of me fucking up the joke last week I'll, I'll, totally I'll, put, I'll put it this way I'll take Stefan Diggs and I'll take that out. <laughs> You'd want to be saying a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> I have a reputation on this podcast to uphold of being one of the three people that isn't Walshy. Don't you take that away from me. <laughs> so okay, lads. So you've 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 had a good you've had a good bit more experience in terms of like different styles of beers than I would have. Is this is this fairly typical of a double dry hopped? Uh, beer I would say it does like a double dry hop beer is still what hops you use you know so these seem more traditional west coasty hops to me so in that sense yeah it is kind of what you expect with the double dry hopping process the hops kind of take over the beer quite a bit um, and they have in this case with those floral notes the kind of resininess and the bitterness but it, it's been done well and it's a good takeover mm. in this case yeah, so just to add a bit to what Mark was saying there, the, uh, another big thing that happens when you dry hop a beer is you get that um, it's not it doesn't give it a whole load of extra bittering units. They're all mostly they're got from the boil, but the thing that it does is it gives a lot of aroma to the beer. So that's like we were saying at the start how this was such a strong smelling beer, and it was straight there, it was right in front of you, it nearly kicked you in the face when you poured it out that's that's a lot of what the dry hopping does it gives those it gives a few extra bittering notes but it's mainly it gives that big punchy aroma to the beer and can help add to the flavor a bit because what happens with the hops is as the yeast is still fermenting 
they undergo this it's a process called biotransformation and depending on when you add the hops into the fermenter you can get different levels of it so if this is double dry hops usually what that means is they'll do it at two different stages so you're getting a lot of different a lot of different flow flavor profiles across the beer so you're this is a uh, very much in trend with a big kind of um a chicness within the craft beer market these days that a lot of breweries are coming out with their double dry hopped version of a core beer or they're trying a double dry hop thing and they're slapping big DDHs on it and it's kind of the new say chic novu kind of stylish thing to do for craft breweries is to have a double dry hopped option mm. so I guess this is Heaney's one and it's it's a pretty good entry I have to say yeah absolutely yeah our kind of science guys they'll know the, the, the back terms of it a lot better than two of us um so like me it's do you like the bear yes do you dislike <laughs> it no and it kind of sums up everything that you'll get from me to be honest with you yeah. <laughs> and i enjoy this bear which is a win in my book if we're, no nuance at all if to we're going to be called me and Nally are going to be called the science guys i want an audio clip of jesse pinkman screaming science bitch for us to play before we do any ratings or stuff <laughs> Okay, fine. Yeah, I'll do that for the last episode of the season. Excellent. Are we all are we all getting unique sound, just little sound profiles between before everything, for the yes. last episode? Yeah. No, I have yours, Walshy. I have it. I have it sorted. Uh, I see there as we like it. No, 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 no. I wouldn't do that yet. No, no, I wouldn't do that yet. I see Mark there has Joint finished bell. his. Mark has finished his he his Heaney uh, double pale ale, so we'll mosey on to the rating of this one. Um, so as always, it starts with unbearable. Uh, we then go booze, booze. Then it's just beer. Uh, it goes brutal and then unbearable. So um, who wants to start this one off? Uh, I can go if you want. Or Mark, oh. do you want to go? Yeah, Walshy hasn't gone first in a long time. Go on, Walshy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a straight-up brutal bear for me. I mean, we've we've kind of said what we needed to say the entire time. There's no point of carrying it on. It's just brutal. It's it's a lovely, lovely bear. A man of few words this week, Walshy. Uh, Mark? Yeah, I'll agree. It's uh, <laughs> it's brutal for me. Uh, I never really kind of got the unbelievable vibe off of this. Um it's really, really delicious. It's quite refreshing. It stays very consistent the whole way through, um, which is a, a big plus. Uh, and, you know, it's got a lovely floral note with a lot of good bitterness at the end, which I thoroughly enjoy. Um, and it's it's fa- fairly light for a DDH pale ale-like. So, yeah, really, really enjoyed this. Would try again. Brutiful. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with the two lads. Uh, brutiful beer. Solid entry. Um, super refreshing it's crisp at the start smooth in the middle and then bitter at the end i mean and all three of those stages are kind of pretty distinct but at the same time blend into each other it's it's a really good beer yeah just solid brutal yeah okay i mean i'm not sure i can add any more to what's already been said i mean it's 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 a very consistent brutal beer um love the floral kind of hints throughout um the bitterness doesn't kind of kick you in the head which kind of a lot of these west coast inspired kind of hops can do uh so yeah i would say brutal as well so that's i think is that one of our first consistent ratings this season the whole way through first in a while all right yeah and consistently good which is great to see (laughs) (laughs) now on to the saison (laughs) but first of all yes i mean i could you know you can just rely on every northern accent being the same so like the only way I could spice up would be to put a London in, in front of Derry when I say where, where they're from. What is wrong with you? <laughs> that's the longest, that's that's the word with the most silent letters in the English language. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say yeah. that joke earlier on, but... I joke, I joke, I joke. Um, Everybody knows it. Okay. Sure, the boys of the crafty crew are uh, they're awful sound all, all, all together. He needs double pale ale is after getting a brutal rating, and it's mighty so it is. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. It's time for another uh, question mark quiz. What? What? What's? What's? What's this week's quiz about? Well, Kinger. It's time for Donegal or who the fuck knows? 
So we're heading off to Donegal. One of my favourite things about Donegal is the place names. Okay, for instance, if you go on Wikipedia, I just took the C's for example. So this is five places in, in, in Donegal, legitimately places. Clare, Crumlin, Cashel, Coney Island and Carthage. Okay, so Donegal <laughs> is just a fucking shit show for names, alright? So I'm going to give you five names and you have to tell me, is it Donegal or who the fuck knows, okay? So are we ready? Yes, yeah. let's go, let's do this. Okay. So, is it the usual honor system? Yeah, it's the usual honor system. Now, because it's a 50 50, like I expect you to get quite a few right. And if two of you are ahead after five and level, we'll do like a sudden death. So, I've got plenty of names here. Yeah, because to be honest with you, almost every name in Donegal is a shambles and a ridiculous name. So, there's no shortage. <laughs> so, the first one is Legland, spelt as it sounds, Legland. So, Mr. Paul Walsh, I'm going to make you go first. This will be pretty quick fire, guys. I, I think that's Donegal. I think it's too stupid not to be. And uh, Nally, you're next. Donegal. And Kinger? I'll say Donegal. Yeah, yeah it is. It's Donegal. Legland Donegal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On we go. Sounds like something I'd come up with. On we go. Are we ready? <laughs> We are going with the next name, which is Crovinananta. So Crovinananta. Uh, Nally, where do you think that is? I mean, well, do you think it's Donegal or anywhere else in the world? Uh, uh, Donegal. Okay. Kinger, you're next. I'm going to say no, like it can't be. So no, and Walshy? Okay, it is in Donegal, so that's zero points for Kier and Walshy. Are all these are all these going to be in Donegal? Are they are they all going to be in Donegal? <laughs> no, they're not all Donegal. Okay, so we ready for the next one? <laughs> Tavrobel. So Kinger, you have to go first this time. Where is Tavrobel? Fuck knows. Not Donegal. Not Donegal. <laughs> Walshy, I'm sorry, I'm absolutely having the time of my life watching the three boys here. Their faces are just on fire with anger and confusion. It has to be anywhere else. Okay, uh, Nally? Fuck knows. <laughs> so is that, is that an answer, is it's it? It's Donegal or fuck knows, isn't it? Yeah, because oh, it's... Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it not Donegal so, or who the fuck knows? So, so correct, fuck knows. correct, boys, that's not in Donegal. Hey, where is it? It's a fictional city ne- from the Lord of the Rings, Silmarillion. Oh, yeah. very good. I was very gonna, good. I was gonna say, is it Narnia? Yeah, but but let <laughs> but let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, it's not a million miles or away from Crovine and Anta, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are we ready for uh, place name number four? Yep. Findrum. So I think we are um, back to you, Walshy, to go first. Yeah. Can can you can you can you spell that? Yeah, if you want. Uh, F I N D or U M Findrum. Can you? Yeah, I just asked you where Findrum is. Um, <laughs> Johnny Gall. Johnny Gall. Nally. Fuck knows. Fuck knows. And Kinger. Oh, uh, Gall. At the risk of trying to catch it, it is Gall. Is that a three-way tie now? Ah, yes. oh, the lads. <laughs> That's a three-way tie going into the last. I'm, I'm, I believe it is. Okay. So we ready? Oh, no. Hang on, let me just actually tick off the ones I've given you here so that I don't uh, I don't ask you one again. No, give us, give us the same one twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still get it wrong. <laughs> okay. It's been two. a minute. Donegal might have changed somewhere. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Yes. Nindamos. I think Nali, you're next. You're first to go this time. Say it. Yeah, I'm up. Say it once Nindamos. more. I like. I've I've literally read these kingers, so I'm probably pronouncing them all wrong. But. Uh. Uh. Narnia. <laughs> I don't think it's Donegal. Okay. Uh, Kinger, I think you're next then. I'm going to say it's in Donegal. Okay, and then Mr. Walsh? I don't think it's in Donegal. Okay, uh, it's not. It's hey! not in Donegal. Big juicy falls. 
Once again, it's a, it's another fictional city from the Lord of the Rings Silmarillion. So you know where I've done my research for the non-Donegal counties, okay? And now for the tiebreaker. So I've kind of set it up like this. I expected a bit of a tiebreaker, just statistically. So uh, while she and uh, Nally both have four points, Kinger, you're, unfortunately you're eliminated with three. I'm out. So you're out, yeah. your, your streak has come to an end, my friend. The king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> On that note, we're going to end the podcast right there uh, until next week. <laughs> okay, so so you know where I've been getting my fake names, okay? So, uh, Walshie, okay. you have to go first, unfortunately, but tell me, is this in Donegal or not in Donegal? Sure. Are you ready? Umera Wirinan. Oh, that's fucking Lord of the Rings. Has to be. And Stephen Nally. Oh, well, I don't want this. Go on. I'm going to go Donegal. 100 it is, Donegal. It is, in fact, Donegal. So congratulations like to Donegal. Rings well. Christ. <laughs> Order is restored to the universe. Uh, a, a few a few more uh, notable mentions. Uh, Magaran and Umrafad and also Trestamukla. Yeah. That's quite Irish, Trestamukla. Yeah. So I, did, I didn't give you that one. Um, also... Abernadorni. These are actual places in Donegal. There was what the first the first place you said was like uh, like mega. It sounded like Mega Ran. It sounds like Mega Ran, and he's a rapper in America. You Very learn nice. something every day, don't you? There you go. Right, <laughs> let's get on with Kinnegar's saison. Uh, this one is called Mary Tiller, and uh, crack them open. Oh, lads, it's a spicy. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I have no nail. Just got away with that. Open it. I, I mean, don't open it, Walshie. Don't open it. <laughs> don't do it. It's not worth it. B or B. <laughs> so, uh, one thing I'm uh, quite a fan of with the Kinnegar uh, Brewery is their their motto is like "Follow the hops" or their their tagline, whatever you want to call it. It's on all their cans and it has a little hair bounding along with like a little stream of dots behind him so you know that he's jumping so i think that's a real cool little uh little nod to hops and you know a hopping hair and then they've hairs on all their cans you know so uh good job uh artistic designers i just i just i just don't want to even rate this beer it's after destroying my table like i will say for this beer uh it is our second one tonight that's a dry hop beer as well so this yeah. is a dry hop saison, and again, you can really smell that straight off the bat. Um, Kinger probably more so than others, as it's now his new, you know, it's it's instead of Febreze, he's just spraying Mary Tiller around the place. The uh, the aroma alley is a really subtle saison flavor, though, isn't it? Just the aroma, sorry. It's not as yeah, so, strong as I thought it would be. Yeah, this is definitely more on the subtle side. This is, uh, I think, what's happened here, Mark, is possibly the. The hops are after, because it's been dry hopped, it's kind of taken away from that farmyardy smell that is more kind of common for a Saison. Now, that's just my theory on it, but I think it could be, because um, a lot of Saisons aren't really dry hopped. They're just finished in a bottle, um, bottle conditioned and bottle aged. Whereas because this is dry hopped, it might have helped with, you know, masking maybe some of that farmyardy smell, um, which we'll kind of know more when we try it and see see how it actually tastes. But yeah, definitely, definitely not as strong as, as I was expecting. It's coming in at an even 5% as well, like our last one. So, um, yeah, the alcohol is kind of straight down the middle with this one, the ABV. Um, did we, really quickly, did we discuss the can of this? Like, uh, the, you, Mark vaguely did earlier on, Ari. And he was saying something about the... the typical kindergarten, like... The hair holding the hammer and the spanner. I'm going to put it down yeah. to the fact that I assume it's some kind of a more type of a thing that the fact that it's gone I don't know mental well, that Walshie, they're probably trying uh, to fix okay, it okay Walshie Walshie can, can uh, uh, I want to see can we get you to what this is so the beer is called Mary Tiller is it called a Tiller so what do you think it's called okay. a Tiller exactly I knew it was a thing that go into the ground and then like spin and it pulls up the carrots maybe but I couldn't think of the name but then Tiller yeah makes sense so I assume he's waiting there with a hammer mm-hmm. and a spanner to fix it because it's going mental and or else he's a per- he's a particularly Tarantino-y hare, and he's waiting there with a hammer and spanner to kill the other hares and take their carrots <laughs> after they've finished. Um, it is it is it is a very cool looking can. It's 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 one of these ones where 
as soon as you get a glimpse of it in store, you know it's a it's a it's a Kenny Gar can, right? Like it's yeah, yeah. they're class. Yeah. They're, they're very the cool. Kenny Gar stuff cans always kind of stand out. They're just have the really cool not even comic-y story to them, but like a little like we were talking about Rust Bucket, it's a dog and a plane. You have Bucket and Spade, there's like animals making sand castles, etc. You know, they're like just cool like that. There's breweries that kind of have a consistent art style that when you see it, you yeah. know that's that brewery. And then there's breweries yeah. that come out with very entertaining can designs uh, that like you kind of have a chuckle at it or you like tell people about the can you've seen because it looked funny. Kinnegar are the only brewery I know that come out with every single can consistently hitting both categories. That they're, yeah. You know immediately it's Kinnegar and also it's an entertaining can design and you're like ah yeah that's class i need to tell somebody i saw that i would say that yellow belly would be another brewery that do the same thing to be fair i think they have hit the miss. same they hit the same mark it missed for me I, I was you know? I, I was i was going to agree with you king or i, I yeah, was going to no. say yellow belly yellow as well belly, like yeah. their cans are class yeah and it, uh, it's similar thing you know straight away it's yellow belly they have that bit of a uh, story to them as well i think they're class there's a bit of fun in them yeah 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 uh this so color on this is like fairly typical Straw. for a saison as well kind of a golden Golden gold. Destroy. Kind of yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I have. I have. I have no head left of mine now because when I opened the can, there was like, I mean, a split second of silence, and then all of a sudden, the entire head just poured out all over me and my laptop and my microphone. So, um, I have no head left on on mine, but um. I'm assuming there should be a bit of a head. Well, Kinger, doing as many episodes we have and being on season two, you should know now not to open your can over your computer. You always open it to the side, <laughs> preferably over like a towel or some kitchen paper or something. Yeah. Or a basin, so when you spill it, you can just drink it later. <laughs> if you have a basin, I don't, but that works. So Kinger is involved in the sidetrack here, so I'm going to get us back on track. Um, so the aroma of this, uh, because of the dry hop, you're definitely getting some floral notes. You do get that uh, saisani kind of flavour in the aroma, but as me and Ali already said, it's kind of quite subtle. The mouthfeel is interesting, I think, for a saison. I normally find these quite sharp with the farmhouse flavour, and it kind of overpowers any mouthfeel because of the flavour. But the flavour in this is very subtle, and uh, because of that, you get... A reasonably smooth mouthfeel, I would say. The flavor is the flavor is um, the farmhouse flavor is there, but like like you're saying, it's not as sharp. It's a bit more like it it lasts from start to finish. Uh, like if it's more elongated, if that if that if that makes sense. Yeah, I think for a saison, this is really subtle. I mean, it's it's still mm. very farmhousey in general. Yeah, yeah. With like within the style, yeah. this is one of the more subtle yeah. ones I've had. Yeah, I'd agree with you 100 percent with that. I think. I, I might be going a bit mad, but it's kind of lemony as well. Um, like lemony biscuity kind of flavor as well. A little bit, a little bit. Just, there's definitely something there that's a bit more citrusy than a lot of the saisons that I've had. Um, definitely not as, definitely not as sharp as them and not as, um, you know, not as pronounced as them, but it's pretty smooth. Like you were saying, Mark, the carbonation isn't too over the top. There's definitely some there, but it's not too over the top. So it's not creasing you, which lets that flavor kind of sit that bit longer. Uh, which is a nice thing for this. Yeah, and I actually find, and like, let me know if you guys agree, I know your can's kind of exploded, so we may be having a slightly different tasting here, but it has quite a dry finish for me. And normally with a dry finish, you want a kind of nice subtle flavor because if it's going to stay there in your, in your mouth after it's been dried out, you know, you don't want it overpowering one way or the other, regardless of the style. And the subtlety of this actually works quite well with that. I was a little worried because saisons for me are a lot of the time terrible or brilliant. Um, and I, I find difficulty with the mediocre ones. They, they degrade over the drink and they just end up as bad. Um, and the good ones seem to be done right and stay good. So I'm mm. hoping this is one of those. Yeah, so I think that's what's going to be the key to this one. It's It started off pretty well. The smell is, you know, it's kind of more floral than what I'd say most of us were expecting from a Saison. It's mm. not as punchy in the face, barnyardy. The mouthfeel so far is pretty smooth. Um, you know, it's a dry finish, but that's fine with this beer. The flavour that's there at the start is 
subtle enough that you're okay with it staying around for a while. Um, still, I'm getting something kind of lemony off it, but not not super, but just, just kind of near the end, there's something a bit lemony. But I think if this can stay consistent the whole way through, I think it'll be a really good job. Yeah, I definitely get the sweetness you're talking about, Nally. It, it's almost like the back sides of your tongue that get activated a little bit with it. Um, I'm not sure. It, yeah, it, it's hard to pinpoint, though, but lemony is as good a word as we have at the moment. Our, um, our, our saisons in general would be, would they be quite heavy? Um, well, it depends, because you can get you can get saisons. They vary over a wide range um, mm. of ABV, so they do. Like we had one there... <laughs> Two, three, a few weeks ago, uh, the one that Kinger slated Sergeant Dim- Jimmy and doubted their uh, credentials. Um, yeah. You know that's that's just bad bad move on him. But uh, yeah. the, okay. I think I think Sergeant Jimmy Jimmy was about seven point two percent. But uh, you can you know they they can vary quite a bit, which means you know depending on the alcohol content, they might feel a bit more heavy, um, if they're higher up there. I think historically it's they were a low alcohol beer. But their resurgence has, sorry, their resurgence has kind of primarily come in the craft beer market, where it's kind of anything goes in craft beer. So it's based on whatever the brewery feels like doing. They're just going to do it like and slap the saison style onto that alcohol content. Like, yeah, exactly. It's it's because they were, you know, they were brewed for. I think we said it a couple of times now on that episode as well. But they were brewed for workers, and uh, you know, we were out working the farm, and um, so each each farmyard would actually just the beer they brewed would be called a saison um and each farmyard would just have its own version of it because they just use the yeast that they've had on their farm um to brew the beer which you know gives it a different flavor wherever you are so i suppose that's why you'd wanted kind of lower abv originally because you don't want all your lads going out there getting absolutely twatted um trying trying to operate a tiller like these rabbits here <laughs> yeah these rabbits had a few too many merry tillers before they started <laughs> Um, See, they're mur- they're they're Murray at the tiller. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I uh, I would say it's the first saison I've had that isn't in a bottle. I know they're generally historically yes. bottle conditioned, so it's weird to have one out mm. of a can. That's a good shout. Yeah, I didn't think of that. That is a good shout. I don't. I, hmm, I'm trying to think now. I might have had um, one other that was in a bottle, but gen or in a can. But generally, yeah, they are in bottles. Yeah, that's that's a good shout. I think the only one we might have had, Nally, besides this one, off the top of my head. Is the Wide Street House saison? Maybe I'm sure we. Yeah, I'm sure. Show. I'm sure we probably had others. We mm. drank a lot between even the four of us, so there's probably a few stragglers in there. Yeah, I think you're right though. That that Wide Street is is uh, the house saison. I think that is um that is in the can as well. Yeah, good job. I feel like for a saison that's five percent, I feel like this has started off quite heavy. Um, the subtlety of flavor is there, which I think is important for this, but I feel like that allows kind of quite a boozy taste to come through. Um, even if even if it's only just five percent, I find it's it's it tastes a bit stronger than it than it than it is. So I would counter with that. These are generally kind of spicy beers, um. So maybe that heat you're getting isn't really alcohol. It might just be the spice okay. flavor of it. So okay, I, okay. I am definitely getting that kind of heat on the lips, heat in the mouth. Mm. Not so much in the back of the throat, like with a whiskey or something. It's more a mouth yeah. heat. And I think that's just the kind of spice nature of the Saison. Yeah, I, I was going to say there was something kind of on the back end of it that I wasn't getting. And I was I was going to say like a, a bitterness or maybe like even a slight cidery bitterness to it. But maybe that spice, oh, here we go. maybe that spicy part that you were talking about, Mark, maybe that's what it is. But... At first, as you're taking it in, it, it, it's quite smooth and it goes down. But just at the end, there's a bit of a bitterness there that kind it's not it's not like very bad by any means, but it's kind of takes me away from it a little bit. It's not a cider, while she there's no cider. I know it's here. not. Leave a, it alone. I know it's put the I gun down, the Paul. Put the gun down. It's, it's not worth it. See, if we're going off last <laughs> week, my opinion on ciders, I, I don't know where I stand anymore. MacGyver has oh. saved me, you know. <laughs> Damn. MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> and also, I know it's not called MacGyver, but in my heart it is. Uh, I would like to very quickly throw down the gauntlet to Kinnegar and say, um, 
you know, there's an awful lot of hares, rabbits, whatever you want to call them, in there in on 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 their cans, and they're actually harvesting carrots on the can of this one. So, here is my gauntlet throwdown for them to create a beer uh, that includes carrots, just as a uh, you know as a wild experiment. You can get carrot cake. You can, you know why well, why me, not? Why not? There's some mad yolks and, out and- there. A hundred percent. It's the Easter special they need to release. Like one hundred percent, they need to release 100%. it as an Easter special. Yes, I <laughs> absolutely. I genuinely thought you were saying, "Oh, there's characters, hairs, like, and rabbits on all their cats. They need to do a beer that includes rabbits." <laughs> yeah, I thought it for a second. <laughs> what? It's Kinger on a mix of mitosis brew, huh? <laughs> Bugs Bunny does not approve this message. <laughs> If they want a bit of help, since it was Kinger's and the Crafted Crew's idea, if they wanted some help on it, as we're as they bring us up for our two-day course on brewing, we can help make it together. What's this? It was That's, Kinger's and Crafty Crew's idea. It was yeah, Kinger's we're, idea. We've and established I'm, 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 this I'm over time. There. It's one for all, all for one. Uh, um, I'm finding. I actually, think. So I think. I, I think Big Juicy, as you found out the other day, talking to a collective is a lot easier than talking to a single person. So, uh, as a collective, as a yeah. collective, yeah. it was the Crafty Crew podcast idea. Fair, <laughs> fair. Um, I know we talk as well a lot about consistency in beers, and this, for me, the more I drink it now, um, while it started off quite heavy, I'm starting to enjoy it a bit more. Um, it's, it's. There is quite a few refreshing notes and. Subtle floral flavors coming through, which is obviously weird for a saison, but you know it's it's breaking the mold for saisons in that it's in a can anyway. So maybe it's just different take on saisons. With the floral kind of notes, like because they're kind of spiced farmhouse beers, you are liable to get some sort of floral kind of hints in there. Um, yeah. I actually find this quite consistent. I'm about I don't know more than three quarters through it anyway, and. I'm having the same beer I had at the start, I think. Um, the, sp- the spice, the kind of heat of that builds a little bit. Um, but I'm actually finding it quite pleasant because as it builds, it's it's like it's nowhere near spicy. Like It's just kind of a spiced, a spicedness almost. It doesn't deserve to be called mm. spicy. But as it builds, it almost gets to spicy. And I do find that kind of enjoyable because the crisp refreshness of it counteracts it with each mouthful. So you get a nice contradiction there that's enjoyable. Yeah, um, I, I I will throw out one thing, Mark. I think, um, you know, we were talking about the start of this where I was kind of saying it had that kind of lemony sweetness. That's kind of dissipated as it's gotten a bit warmer, so it has. It's gone a bit more farmyardy. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's still a nice beer. But I don't think it's... It's not like when you were saying it's the same beer you were having at the start. For me, it's not. That kind of sweetness has dropped down. It's kind of gone a bit more towards the farmyard as it's heated up. Um, but I'd agree on the rest of it. That that kind of little bit of spiciness there, the the kind of floral notes, they're they're solid. Like it's a solid, solid beer. But yeah, I think if it if it had stayed, I won't get too far ahead. But if it stayed the whole way through with that kind of bit of sweetness, that lemoniness with it, I think it would have been a better version of itself. It would have been the best that it can be. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's going to be a bit of a less harmonious rating system with this though. When it gets possibly, there. yeah, possibly. Uh, Walshy, thoughts on this? I don't know if it's a thing. Maybe you kind of got used to it, and it's a bit more uh, a comfortable. Might be a, a wrong way of phrasing it, but the bitterness for me at the end of it isn't as, and it wasn't super harsh, but isn't as harsh for me as it was at the beginning. Uh, but it's still there. I'm not a lover of that. Uh, but it's not It's not a bad bear by any means. You know the way we were talking about kind of the spiciness and the kind of floralness for this? Mm. Would this be a beer that might be best described as maybe like herbal? Like instead of spicy and floral? Is it kind yeah. of in between? Like it's not really spicy and it's not really floral. It's kind of in between. It's more It's more herbal than, than like do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It does. There is a bit of heat there, though. I think. Yeah, but like, you know. it's like I would say it's 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 yeah, but it's not like like herbal, like fucking I know. See, whatever. you say herbal to me, and I'm starting thinking green tea, 
popery that kind of avenue it's not that yeah it's not that no 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 but i, I i'd say popery and stuff like that is more floral like i'd say herbal is more like sage and you know yeah thyme, or, thyme and stuff like that as opposed to being you know spice which yeah. is like pepper and pepper and 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 chili and floral would be like potpourri and yeah, you know whatever whatever flowers you eat. I don't know roses or something. I get you. Kind I of they're you. really I good. <laughs> kind of an oregano kind of vibe down that route. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Do you know oh, what yeah. I mean? I get that. I get that. I could also be talking absolute scutter, but it is kind of that way. I think. No, no, it's it's no, it's 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 it's, it's interesting now. Now that you say that, um. Maybe I maybe yeah I feel like I'm I was missing that but it, it definitely for me the from start to finish, um it started off a lot heavier than than it's than it's than it's finishing uh it seems to get a bit more pleasant as it kind of maybe heats up a little bit, um I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because nobody likes warm beer so like you know <laughs> everyone likes a, a, a an ice cold beer but um it could be as well that it's 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 gone quite. It's gone quite flat as well, quite quickly. I I, I will yeah, just I say think. that saisons are weird because the main audience of saisons are not going to be um, occasional craft beer drinkers. This would be <laughs> one of the more hardcore craft styles. I would I would think because of the yeah. farmhousey flavors, because you have to kind of develop a bit of a palate for that to to get what else is going on. Like I've had somebody try their first saison in front of me and be like, "Oh man, that fucking tastes like silage." Fuck that! And I'm there, <laughs> yeah, quietly sipping away, being like, "Oh, well, actually, uh, lovely floral spice notes with uh, yeah, a nice, yeah. earthy, rich flavour." <laughs> yeah. um, so it is something like a like coffee when you're a teenager or whatever. You have to kind of develop a bit of a palate with it. Um, yeah. yeah, and because of that, I think you should give it a bit of slack when you're considering its drinkability on mass because it isn't it isn't aimed on mass it's aimed for those size on yeah. drink fair yeah fair like I, I like you're not generally you're not going out and sticking on saison for you know what i mean that's it's something that as you say mark it's something that we're going to get maybe you know you might get after dinner just as something to sip on for a little while before you start into your drinks or something you know what i mean yeah it's just yeah. it's yeah. It, it is just more of a sipper than an actual Something you're staying on all night. And you'll notice that the two breweries we've had saisons on for this, um, well, recently, have been Kinnegar, you know, massive craft brewery, brewery, really well established. They can afford to do something kind of niche like this. And Black Donkey in Roscommon, which are in not quite as big, I'd say, but the same kind of class that they're really established and they can do this. You're not going to find a saison like as the first beer or second beer a brewery comes out with, like. It's just not yeah. marketable. Yeah, not 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 so much. I think I think uh, I think though Wide Street they do a lot of Britannomyces brewing, and I think their one of their first was uh, uh, was like a saison. Um, but but you know that's that's kind of but that was the market they were aiming for. That's what they like to brew. So fair play to them for going out that way. Just a quick one on Black Donkey when we were saying it. Remember we were looking into it and they were talking about how they did the Underworld uh, series the with their Morrigan yeast so they brought out three mm. new beers for it they brought out Rua and Tilla and something else I found them in the shop the other day so uh, on next week's episode I'll let you know how they were but I am okay. super excited to give them these a go like nice. super excited to try in these uh, because that Sergeant Jimmy was really nice and uh, yeah I, I just saw the three of them if anyone gets a chance to see them uh, pick them up the, the, the bottles look like the job they're just they're just super cool bottles Um They've all got a lovely little story on them and everything, and it's yeah, just looks like they're going to be good. Oh, they might be shocking, but uh, I hope not. <laughs> uh, okay, well, before Natty brings us to his rating for a different beer, uh, I suppose we'll get this one rated first. Um, so I'll look. I'll start. I'll start off with this one. Um, for me, it's probably just beer. Uh, I. I liked that it was a subtle take on the farmhousey saison at the start. Um, it felt quite heavy to begin with, and then it changed to a bit more kind of sessionable as I got through it. But I find that if I finished that and enjoyed it, and then cracked a new one, 
I'd be kind of back to square one and it's a bit like uh, starting all, all, all over again. By no means a bad beer. And Kinney Gar, uh, in the grand scheme of things, have yet to um, create a beer that I've tried that I've been very disappointed with. So um, they've been consistent in that in that um, in that vein. So um, I'd say just beer for me, um, but a fairly positive just beer all the same. Yeah, I'll jump in next, Kinger, and I, I'll say it's a it's a just beer for me. I think it's a solid beer, um, really nice. Uh, actually, might be one of the easier saisons to jump into if you are trying saison for the first time. Because it doesn't have that super overpowering kind of farmyardy, yeah, flavor or smell, it might be a good way to jump into them. Um, if it stayed, you know, it's the nature with saisons when they heat up, they because of the way they are, they tend to change quite a bit in flavor profile. This one doesn't change nearly as much as some of the other ones I've had. Um, but if it stayed, if it stayed like it was at the start, like I was saying earlier, if it stayed with that kind of lemony sweetness the whole way through, it would have been a beautiful. But it's right on the verge for me. It's it's just beer, but it's it's definitely close to tipping over. Like I kind of jump on on boredom, kind of what uh, what Kinger was saying. I mean, first off, is like saisons are, are they're a bit of a a bit of an odd one in general. But it's I'd I'd say comfortably it's the best saison I've had. I'd still put it at a just beer in in any terms. And when Kinger was talking about Kenny Gar beers being solid. And he's not wrong at all. And even if this is a good one, and being a saison, being very on defence in general with them, they can go either way. This would probably, now not to sound insulting, but the worst Kinnegar I've had. But it's still good. It's so it's kind of like, you know, I nearly, I nearly feel bad saying worst because it's know, still yeah. a good beer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. yeah, no, Kinney Car don't don't disappoint in any beer that I've had so far, you know. So it'll be just beer. Yeah, so I knew where this is going, so I put my fighting cap on literally. I'm gonna throw some shade now. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean they're fighting nobody. We have a fight song. It's terrible, but that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's spell the word. I think <laughs> I think this beer has suffered a bit because of its style on this podcast and i think it's a bit of a travesty because this is probably as nice if not nicer than sergeant jimmy um and i give that an unbelievable and that's what i'm going to go with this i'm giving this an unbelievable it's beautiful subtle it's got a nice little bit of heat that builds towards the end lovely floral notes it's refreshing. It's not overpowering with the farmhouse vibes, which even though I actually enjoy them, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people would. But um, I think it's a, you know, I, I really, really enjoy this. And it'd be a shame for me. I'd actually be annoyed now if this gets to just bear, but I, I'm giving it an unbelievable. I think it was really good. One of my favorite Kinnegar beers. Wow. Uh, that's wow, that's a big go. one. Yeah, one of your favorites. That's big. Um I get what you're saying, Mark, and I, I think it's fair. It's just, I think on the Sergeant Jimmy, I think, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think we gave, it got a just beer, did it, and, or did it get the Brutiful? I can't remember. I wasn't a I can't remember. fan of it. Yeah, it got a Brutiful. Yeah, I, I think I was in the same boat along then. Um, I think I gave it a Brutiful that time as opposed to a just beer this time, and it's because, for me, I preferred that Saison over this one. Um, this one is a very close very close to it i am uh you know really enjoy it but it's just i don't know there's just something where it's not as consistent as as some of the beers we've had it's class and i do think it's possibly the best saison for someone to try getting into saisons um it's probably the best one for them to try but for me it's just beer still and we always say it consistency is key when it comes to drinking a beer from start to finish especially on the especially on the crafty crew podcast um, um, anyway, but it still gets it still gets a brutal from the Crafty Crew podcast, which I'm very happy with. I'm very okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy with it. I think it deserves it. Well, well done, Kinnegar. Okay, and um, you know, in you know, as hopefully as Daniel O'Donnell would say, um, 
Ah, sure, well done to the good old boys at Kinney Gar and their beautiful rating on the Crafty Crew podcast. That was your worst <laughs> northern accent yet. Thanks. You barely changed your Thanks. voice for that. That was terrible. Thanks for- is that is that after you tried to fix your boiler, Kinger? Were you giving out to him? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a fairly inconsistent episode. Um, one very consistent beer to start, and then one not so consistent to end it with. Uh, two fairly decent beers for this episode. To be fair, uh, next week we are in Clare and Fermanagh. Um, Walshy, just 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 to put you on on the spot here, we always have a go at you about Eamon Dunphy at the end of every episode. What do you want to say? to annoy one of the one of the two boys. Well I'll lead off with like they talked about Eamon Dunphy. I really don't care anymore, so you're kind of wasting your your bread on him. We're winning him over Nolly. He's coming around. Yay. He's gone for the hate not care. And on that note, Yay. it's a goodbye Yay. from Mark, a goodbye from Nolly, a goodbye from Walshy and myself Kinger, aka Big Juicy. See you next week. Number one at the fan club. Amen Dumpy. Amen Dumpy. Amen Dumpy. Amen Dumpy.